Hey guys, Benjamin Darius, aka BJ here from Dear Dad Podcast. Now, when I started this podcast, I wanted a platform where I can record and upload my content very easily. I didn't want to go through any hoops to get my podcast out there. When I did start my podcast, I was on a different platform. But after I was introduced to Anchor, not once, not twice, but over three times by my close friends, I decided to give Anchor a try. I must say, I absolutely love it. Not only is it easy to use, but I am able to record, edit, post, and publish all my episodes right there on the app or the site. I was able to transfer all my episodes onto Anchor in less than five minutes. That for me was unbelievable. Oh yeah, here's the best thing of all. It's free. It is free to use. Yeah, I know that's crazy, but take my word on this. It's true. Using Anchor has definitely made podcasts so easy. Trust me, you'll love it. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hello, you beautiful people. Welcome to the Dear Dad Podcast, a platform where you can come and express yourself rather through poetry, spoken words, essay, or simply a live conversation. This is All Dad Talk. I'm here for you. Let's go. Hello, you beautiful people. Thank you for coming back to the Dear Dad Podcast. And today I just want to share something with you guys. Um, I had family over, had my siblings over, well, my brother over and his wife and my niece, both my niece were here. Um, and I had to put my son to bed after they left. Uh, and I was holding him and I just felt how heavy he was. He's two years old now and I'm just reminiscing on how big he is right now, how smarter he is and how faster he is and his language is getting better and he's able to talk and communicate uh, to just talk to us. And I'm, I'm, I was just reflecting back as I had to put him to bed today. Uh, I just was thinking how far we have come. I mean, I know he's only two years old, but I was just thinking how far we have come uh, from the time that he was born to the time that he, to the age that he is right now to how much he has grown. This is unbelievable. You know, I guess I understand when it said time flies. I can definitely see it on Elias whenever I see him uh, run around, whenever I see him access for specific things. I'm just reflecting on time, how fast it went. And today I just wanted to share with you guys uh, the first time that I became a dad, the first time I saw my son, the first time I held my son. It's just uh, an amazing moment. It was and still is an amazing moment to the time that he looked at me in the time to the time that I held him in my hand and he fell asleep. It's just an amazing time. And I can I can always remember the first time that I heard him cry. But before I give too much away, let me start from the beginning of how Elias came to be, how I came to be a dad. So it began June 2017, June 23rd actually, 2017, it was a Saturday. Um, and my wife and I went to 
a relative house mostly it was my wife's aunt's house so we decided to go there and eat because she was cooking some food so we decided to go there and eat and after we came from uh, my wife's aunt's house my wife was on the couch and she's saying she's I think she's feeling labor pains or she starts feeling some pains and me being a man and trying to mansplain I was saying, well, you're not, no, you're not, you're not having any labor pain. If it was labor pain, you would not be able to withstand it. And she was like, no, I'm not definitely having labor pain. So I was like, I don't think you are. Again, me being a man that's not being, that's not pregnant and never experienced pregnancy before. I told her, no, she's not feeling labor pain. But she looked up in the internet and find out when you are in labor and how far apart the time is and it came to that she was in labor of course i was wrong and i admit to it live so i was wrong so yes so she was in labor and uh she was feeling a little bit more pain so she decided to call her doctor and her doctor said that no it's definitely definitely labor pain but um you you should be able to withstand it for now if it gets any worse to give her a call so we went to bed and not expecting to have a baby, but it was around, I'm going to say midnight or one, two o'clock in the morning. I don't know. I don't remember the exact time. And my wife woke me up. She was like, ah, it's getting worse. She's definitely get, it's definitely getting worse. So she called her doctor and the doctor was saying, um, and the doctor asked her, well, what's the time? And she told her the time. And so, well, look. It seems like you're having a baby, so they tell her to come in. So we went to the hospital. So we checked in. But the thing is, my wife and I originally wanted to have a water birth. Um, wanted to do something a little bit natural without any kind of medication or um, anything that's going to hinder or uh, handicap or anything that would trouble the baby. So we decided that we wanted to have a water birth, something a little bit more natural. But because of circumstances, I think, because my wife was in terrible pain, so we decided to take the epidural. And the epidural itself did not help. It did not help at all. Uh, when my wife first took it, it only gave her one side. She only felt pain in one side and the other side, she was fine. And the problem was that as soon as she had the epidural, my son' heart rate dropped. So they had to go and do emergency C-section which was something that we did not plan, we did not want. We went through natural birth, but you know, during those times, you can't really predict what's gonna happen. So that's what happened after the epidural, he, his heart rate dropped, so we had to go into emergency surgery, or emergency delivery C-section. Um, when the doctor told us that, I looked at my wife and she looked at me, we both just, just bawled. I cried, she cried, because that's not something that we wanted. You know, we didn't want to, to experience that. But again, that's not, that's our plan. That wasn't the plan that we can go along with. So what happens is once we um we were told that we were having a C-section and we ball our eyes out, I got dressed, they gave me a gown. I suit up and I waited. It took my wife in into the uh, delivery room and I sat outside and just waited. Um, fortunately, I was able to have a camera and able to record the entire thing. So from the beginning, from the time that we left up to go to the hospital to the time they um, decided to tell us that we 
have to have a C-section, emergency C-section, I was able to record most of it. And um, as I'm sitting outside the emergency room, before they call me in, they was giving her a, they was giving my wife a spinal tap. And the thing is, when they give it a spinal tap, I guess it wasn't in properly, so they had to take it off and then put it back on again. And throughout the whole time, I can see my wife through the window struggling and in pain. And one thing I got to say, I just want to thank the doctors and nurses at the hospital for caring for my wife. Because I'm looking at the window, and while they put in the spinal tap, they're holding her and they're encouraging her. They're holding her face. They're telling her she's able to do this. She can't she can do this. And it was so overwhelming. It was so powerful. And I was so thankful that the nurse and doctors were able to accommodate to that. And I was so happy. So moving forward, as I, uh, I, I they asked me to come in, my wife was already sedated and she was um, uh, in the, the room to deliver. I stood by her and I stroked her hair and I stroked her face and I spoke to her. She was heavily sedated because, you know, all the medication that she's on. So she was able to talk, but she was she could not feel anything. So as my son was being born, she, oh, she was saying, I feel a lot of pressure. She said, I can't breathe. And because of uh, the, the pull and tug of um, trying to get to the baby. But throughout the whole time, I'm, I'm here, I'm looking at her and I'm, I'm trying to let her know that it's okay. And they, the doctor said that he's, the doctor pulled him out and they decided to like, I guess they were taking his, his weight and then his temperature and everything. And then my wife called out to me and said, he's here. And I was like, okay. She was like, he's here. He's so beautiful. He's here. And I was afraid to look at him. I was afraid to look at him because I don't know if I was ready. I don't know if I was ready to be a dad. I don't know if I was ready to, for this life change. I didn't know if I was ready to become a dad. I wasn't ready. I was so scared. And my wife told me to look. And I look and he gave off a cry that till today, I can honestly say it resonates. It rings in my head. I can hear his cry. It's so perfectly clear of his cry. That was two years ago and I can still hear him. And it never changes. He cried and I looked at him. I saw how perfect he was, how beautiful he was. And I looked at him, I myself start crying. My wife cried and I cried. I had a face mask on and I was, it was drenched. I was, it was so wet because I was crying. I couldn't believe that this perfect being came out and it was my son my son I could not believe that it was just a sheer miracle so my wife and I well my wife had to get us stitched up and get you know uh, finished so there's something that you know what they're gonna take the baby to the to the the baby room to clean them up and um, my wife had to get us stitched up so I went to the room with um, my mother-in-law to just wait and then when they called me in to see my son in the baby area, I walked in and I saw him. And immediately we locked eyes. He looked at me wide open. You know, most baby eyes can't can't open just yet, but I guess because he was like a week overdue, his eyes was wide open. He was able to see me and I was able to see him and he looked at me and I looked at him and he was in immediate attraction. Even from the first time I saw him in the delivery room, but this one was a, a direct contact. 
because I was able to hold his hand. I was able to look at him. I was able to like talk to him, physically see him there. And I was able to like, I was, I was so overjoyed, so overjoyed. You know, every time I talk about this, it gets me emotional because I, I, I don't understand how much, how I can give so much love to someone or have so much love for someone. I can say I love my wife, but the love that I have for my son, the love I have for this kid is just unbelievable. So my wife came out and they put her in a room and then we discussed um, certain things that we had to discuss. And the doctor tell us that, well, there was because he was there for a certain amount of time that he might be, we had to send him to a different hospital to have a, a better NICU. So they wanted to send him to a different hospital. But the thing is, only one of us can go because my wife is still um, under sedation and she was not really knowing what's going on. So we had to sign papers and saying that, okay, we have to like send him to a different hospital so they can better treat him to see if he um, have any symptoms. So the situation was they thought he, he drank some of his meconium. So I guess his, um, in the womb, I guess the baby, so the baby's waist, they was looking to see if he swallowed it. So they say he possibly could have swallowed. So we signed papers and I had to be the one to leave to go to a different hospital about 45 minutes away. So 30 minutes to 5 minutes, 40, 30, 30 minutes to 45 minutes away to go and be with my son and leave my wife behind. So that's what I did. The first day I was with my son, I had to leave my wife by herself. So we're in the hospital and I'm with him at the hospital and I'm able to be with him. I'm able to like talk to him, just be with him, be a dad. But the problem was my wife woke up and she was in the room by herself. She's in the room by herself. At this point, my mother-in-law, her mom was not there. Um, my brother-in-law was not there. Um, friends and family was not there. So she was, by, she was in the room by herself because it was late already. It was late already. So my wife woke up to a room by herself in the dark with no one there. So I just want you to imagine that. A new mom waking up, hearing other moms, babies cry. I'm sorry, hear other babies crying and hear other moms being, other babies being delivered and you don't have a, a baby. You don't have anybody next to you. That's how traumatic it was, the first experience with my wife, at least. She woke up in a dark room, try to say. She woke up in an empty room with an empty womb that's how deep it was so she was troubled so she called a, a nurse and asked the nurse was my baby was my husband and they told her so she called uh, uh, the hospital and was able to tell her that the baby's okay our son is fine this is the, what the procedure that was done this is what was here just i mean this is what was done and just make sure he was okay so it turns out everything was fine and uh, my wife um, when she got all better, I we, we I drove down and, and picked her up, and then I went back up, and I went I drove back to the other hospital to see my son together. And the, the whole day that she was there, so what happens is she spent almost 24 hours without my son, 24 hours without seeing the baby that she had the entire time, 24 hours. So after I picked her up, 
she saw Elias for the first time and she could not hold it in. From the minute she walked through that door and saw Elias, she cried. And I can honestly understand the reason why she cried. And she picked him up and she held him and she did not let him go. The only time she let him go was when it was time to sleep. And that we had to pull away from her. We had to pull him away from her to a certain degree to say, look, he has to sleep. Um, she held him and didn't want to let, let him go. And I can honestly agree with that. She held him and she held him. She talked to him and she kissed him and she hugged him. Tears was running down her face and she, you can tell it was just love at first sight. So he came home with us and my wife and I sat on the couch and we just looked at each other and said, he's here. He is breathing. He is here. Everything about him was such a miracle. He's here, is what we said. And we look at each other and just took a deep breath and took it all in. That's how wonderful it was to have this kid in our life. He came and just stole everything. Everything. Our heart. And ever since then, he's been stealing other people's hearts. I'm so thankful for God for choosing us as parents, for allowing us to be a guardian to Elias. And every day that I'm with him, I feel his love. I feel God's love. I feel God's presence because if he, if we love my, if I love my son to this capacity, how much more does God love us? That's the concept that I'm saying. I could not imagine myself loving someone so deeply. And here I am, every day. I'm falling in love with him every single day. So, this was a flashback of how I fell in love with my son. A flashback to understand where he came from. A flashback on the day he changed our lives. The day I became a father the first day I became a dad it was such a blessing and every day after that he continued blessing me so I want to share this with you guys to get you into my head so you can experience what I have experienced a little bit with my son and it's such a blessing that I want you guys to know how his birth was the first time I saw him the first encounter, the good, the bad, the, the hardship, but the fact that he's here, all that doesn't matter. We love him so much and we continue loving him. He changed everybody's lives that he has touched. So I just wanted to share this with you guys and hopefully we can, um, I just want to share this with you guys. So I just want to thank you again for joining and I guess I'll see you guys next time. I'll tell you something else, I guess, about my life. I'll tell you something else about what I've encountered. Um, and we have some more guests coming on. And I look forward to that. I have one already and coming up. So <clears throat> I just want to thank you guys for thank you guys for sticking it out. Thank you guys for coming back. 
and i am looking forward to the next episode so guys if you guys want me to talk about a particular topic i'm more than willing to the last um topic and on um telling my dad that i love him for the first time was a big conversation with uh just about anybody i've I've encountered so topics like that i am more than willing to talk and more than willing to touch based on but guys let me know what kind of conversation that you guys want me to have with you topics that you want me to have with you i have my own that i want to bring forward but if you guys have a topic on your own that you want to bring forward let me know email me Uh, i'm good on social media instagram mostly and i we are on just about every station for every every podcast station so look us up wherever you listen to a podcast and just um subscribe leave me a comment and don't forget to leave me a rating five star preferably or whatever star it is i think it's five and let me know what you guys think so i see you guys in a few all right guys so this next poem is entitled day one of being a dad it is time mommy said time for what i asked time for us to meet our first boy our first baby boy now i said yes mommy said are you ready for day one are you ready to share him with the world mommy said to tell you the truth i don't know if the world was ready for you my son But you see, you came out absolutely perfect. Eyes wide open and ready to take on anything. You were poked and plucked, but yet you took it with such ease. Let me tell you a little secret. I was afraid. I was afraid that I wouldn't be able to love you enough. That you would be disappointed in me. I was afraid of losing my dad card even before I even tried. But... As I stood there watching you, as I stood there being amazed by your soft, wrinkled skin, you opened your eyes and looked straight into my weakness. Unable to look away, I reached out my hand, and you grabbed onto my finger and have been holding on since. You have come in my life and changed me. You plugged yourself into my life and pulled out the best in me. How is that so? How can you ask for so little but need so much from me? How can your cries keep me up even when you're sound asleep? Your laughter and smile changes my perspective on life. Life is so much brighter, so much lighter, so much happier. But if I could take time and loop it back to the very first sight, the very first touch, the very first sound you made, I would gather it all up story in the closest part of my heart okay guys if you want to keep up or listen to more of this podcast you can go to google play stitcher apple and spotify and of course on social media as far as instagram catch you later